Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. And welcome again to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And my name is Phil Thompson. We are actually doing this uh, podcast remotely today, so that's why there may be a little bit of a difference in our microphone. But uh, Steve is with us in another office, and I am in my office. Yes. All right. Well, it's good to be here with you all. Thanks for being here. How are you, Steve? I'm doing good. We're saving some travel time. We are. That's right. We're different parts of the city here, so that helps. Save some gas, save some tire wear. But anyhow, let's move on and let people know what we're actually talking about today in our podcast. Yes. So we're going to discuss 10 signs that you're not or that you're the boss, but not the leader. 10 signs, 10 signs that you're the boss, but not the leader. Now, this is from our good friend, Tony Morgan. And if you want to catch up with Tony Morgan, just go to TonyMorganLive.com. And Tony is really now a church consultant. He has got a, had a lot of experience as an executive pastor and has worked for different churches and has been doing consulting now for many years. I've met Tony and uh, actually gone to one of his deals many years ago in Kansas City. And one of these days, we will chase him down and force him to come on here and, and do it. But he's a busy guy. But but this this uh, so this is all about... I guess you might call toxic leadership or having a toxic culture in your church. And so there's two things that I want to bring out here before we start. One is this is kind of directed to the pastors. And we, we have pastors that listen, executive pastors and, and volunteers and all that. So this is kind of directed to the pastor listening today. However, uh, it could also be something that you could, if you're not the pastor, uh, but maybe you work for somebody that there may be some warning signs here. Uh, as we go through this list, uh, it's something to kind of keep an eye on and, and be uh, beware of. If I did, did that make sense how I explain that, Steve? Yeah. And this, I mean, this is true definitely in the church. And, you know, I come from a, a long corporate, large corporate infrastructure world, and this applies there as well. Yeah. It's probably where rings true with me that my a lot of the exposure I've had to um, bosses that really weren't leaders. Yeah. And that's that's unfortunate uh, because uh, there's ways you can grow. And, and there are ways you can grow in this even as we go through this list. And I'll just say this. You know, I, I've said this a few times and I'm really proud of it. I, I have been serving churches now since 1978. And that's a long time. And most of my experience has been good. I mean, probably 90, 90% of my experience working with churches, either a senior pastor, as a senior pastor, or executive pastor, or in some other capacity, it's been good. But I have run across a lot of this from time to time, depending on the groups I've been with. And some of these things I may have even done myself. And so... Because uh, you've, you've been the boss, the leader. Well, I, I have as a senior pastor for about eight years, but, but, you know, I mean, I, again, I've worked with some of the, some signs here and just because some of these signs that we're going to talk about here, somebody may have one or two of these signs doesn't mean it's hopeless or that this guy's terrible or this gal is terrible. Not saying that there's, there's opportunities here to, to change, I guess, and to be better. So it's all about leadership. And as you know, uh, you know, we work with churches and we, 
generally talk about technology with churches because that's what we do with streaming video. But we have a heart for churches. We really want churches to grow and to, to be healthy. So that's why we're talking about this topic today. All right. I, I reminisce back to um, who's our leadership guy? Um, John. John Maxwell. John Maxwell. Yeah. Good guy. And yeah, written yeah, good. quite a bit on leadership. So this yeah. will ring true with him, too, I think. I'm sure it is. You know, and there's there's lots of good leaders. All right. So let's just jump into it. So, again, uh, your church might be growing. And again, if you're a leader listening to this, your church might be growing. Your ministry might be doing really well. But maybe something might not be right. Maybe your team isn't healthy. And many times the team is not healthy because the leader is not healthy. And so, uh, again, setting the setting the the the, uh, the context of this, you know, uh, many churches have the pastor at the top of the organiz organizational structure. Now, not all churches do, but but many do, and he's the guy or she's the guy in charge. Uh, but it takes more than positional authority to effectively lead others and create a healthy team environment, and that's what we're talking about today. So, all right, so we got yeah. ten signs. We got ten. That 10 of them that you may be the boss, but not the leader. So what's yeah. number one on our list? So number one on our list is you, the leader, make every decision. You make every decision. And that's not really healthy. All right. So there's, uh, and this, I mean, this kind of ties into micromanaging, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. That uh, no one feels uh, authorized or empowered to make their own decisions at whatever level the, it, everything comes back to the boss. Yeah. And look, uh, this isn't healthy. I mean, even if, if this is the only thing on a list that the person has a problem with, uh, after, you know, when we go through all these things, that's still not an excuse. It's not a healthy thing because if you're making every decision or if you're out there listening and your pastor makes every decision, it's not a good thing for several reasons. One is, as you just said, Steve, you know, you're not empowering your, your the rest of your leadership team. You're not empowering people. But also, you know, it's just unhealthy for the leader because it creates more stress. It creates this idea that oh, everything's on my shoulders. I got to do this. I got to make this. And so it, it's just a harmful, it's a red flag. Plus, it, it moves the decision away from the, uh, how do I put this, kind of, you know, the area of knowledge and, and interaction, mm -hmm. you know, is yep. yep. somebody that knows the situation best should be making the decision. And sometimes it's, it's just not a healthy thing if it's yeah. every low-level decision is coming up from upon high. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's always good to get a different input. And maybe you're the one that, that the buck stops with you, but still you, you need to get feedback. And I think we kind of talked a little bit about that later on the list here. So you have to make every decision not a very good thing. That's, that's a sign that you may be creating a toxic culture in your church. All right. So number two on our list. Number two. You know, you know people fear you and you're okay with that. <laughs> I've worked with people like this. Uh, they have this thing where people just fear their leadership. They fear them. And, you know, that, again, I, there's not much that should be said, said about this. It should be pretty obvious. That is not healthy. I mean, uh, especially if you know that, if you're the leader and you know people are just intimidated by you and you're fine with that, that's not good. That is right. not a healthy thing at all because that is not the way ministry should work. It's not the way leadership should work. Right, exactly. I can see, uh, you know, one personality type may be 
a very volatile um, mm-hmm. leader that that everyone's walking around in eggshells and say, I better not upset this guy because yeah. if he goes ballistic, he's gonna I'm gonna be in the line of fire. Yep, and I I worked with a guy like this for a short period of time. And uh, I didn't realize it uh, till a little bit later, but he just really was like that. And sure enough, eventually, eventually it came back to bite him. And, eventually, and he's out of ministry today. And it's not, it wasn't just this issue, but it was multiple issues. But he's out of ministry today. And he harmed a lot of people and hurt a lot of people. And it was not a good scene. So, you know, people fear you. And if you're OK with that, uh, then something is wrong. Bluntly right. said. Bluntly said. All right. So number three on our list, you have an agenda for today, but you lack a vision for the future. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, you can address this a little bit too, Steve, but I I think, you know, you've got to be a good leader has vision and is able to communicate that vision uh, with other people, people that he works with. and, And obviously with the congregation, if you're a pastor, you know, it's, it's one thing to just go day to day. Uh, but, you know, to really see what's ahead and be able to kind of get an idea and paint a picture for the vision. Not that it can never change. It can. But mm-hmm. uh, if you lack vision, you're not. It's it's it, again, it's it's more of a toxic culture. Right. And I can see where um, just roles within the church, you know, senior pastor versus executive pastor. I can see the executive pastor really focused on the agenda for today and getting stuff done. But the senior pastor needs to have that vision yeah. of the future and make Absolutely. sure everyone's rowing in the right direction. Yep. I think that's a healthy way to look at it. I think uh, that, that's a good thing. And even if you're a small church, there's got to be some people I would think that have some more detail oriented that could work with you for daily stuff that has to happen at the church. Uh, and you can get the big picture. All right. All right. Number four, you lead a team, but your life is isolated from other people. Yeah, I've seen this as well, uh, you know, and this all comes down, in my opinion, to relationships. Uh, if you are if you feel like you're leading a team, but you have no, uh, no relationships with people to speak of, mm-hmm. uh, people that you get together with on occasion, on a regular basis, uh, to me, again, it's, it's just an unhealthy thing. You're, you know, leading a team is more than just telling people what to do. It, it's involved. It's, it involves you know, relationships and, and, and having coffee together and friendships. Uh, I have a friend that used to say, we are friends first, leaders second. And he would say that to his leadership team. And uh, I, I think that's a good, I really think it's a good, good way to look at it. So I worked with um, a bunch of different people throughout my career in the, in the corporate world as well. And different bosses treated this one differently. Yes. So some would say, I'm the boss and, you know, we can we can small talk and that sort of thing, but I'm not going to go to lunch with you or uh, hang out with you or anything like that. They just, they, they wouldn't go hang out with anybody. You know, they would take their lunch at their desk or in their office. And, and so anyway, I, you know, I guess there's pluses and minuses. Um, to avoid, but what you talk about is you've got to have a solid relationship with your with your team, um, whether that involves you know what you're you know the socially or not. You got to have a good professional yeah. relationship. I think you can have boundaries, you know, and I, I think uh, you know you're referring to probably more of a secular thing, and, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have boundaries in the church 
realm, in the ministry realm. I, there's there's probably boundaries that you need to have with your team, uh, depending on you know the level of relationship there. But uh, I think if you're constantly isolated, I think the key word here in this is isolation. If you're just isolated right. from people, it's not a good thing. <laughs> All right. So next on our list. Number five, you think once you get the title, you have the influence. So again, this is a title chaser person, a person that likes titles. Uh, I remember when I first got ordained in ministry, I I was like really proud of that title. And that was one of the things I wanted. I wanted to be an ordained minister, an ordained pastor. And uh, once I was, it's like, oh, okay, not that big of a deal, is it? <laughs> uh, but, you know, I was really young and dumb back then. But I think, you know, lots of people are into titles. And uh, I just, I'm not. And I think titles need to be respected. I think titles are, you know, can be good in a sense where they, help identify maybe who you are, what you do. I should say maybe not who you are, but what you do. But uh, titles in the long run, I don't think, I think the, 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 I think the influence factor is very limited by just a title. Yeah. So, I mean, this kind of ties into the whole um, message of this thing, you know, of positional leadership versus, you know, actual leadership. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, just because you're the you have that title um, doesn't mean that people respect you and um, you know follow your lead. You have to earn that. I, I believe you have to really earn that, and I think you do that, which I think dovetails into the sixth point here in our list of top ten signs. You may be the boss, but not the leader. And uh, number six, unless you have something more to say here. No, no, go for it. <laughs> number six is you believe the volume of your words is louder than the impact of your behaviors. And so, again, it's all about, you know, how you live and how you lead and, and how you interact with people and you know, how authentic you are, how authentic you are with people. And so you can talk all day and order people around and, and do all these things, but you know, if your behavior doesn't match it, I guess there's a word for this, right? Called hypocrite. <laughs> uh, you know, it's 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 going to be a negative impact on people that are in your ministry. Yep, I can definitely agree with that. So, so people right. people watch and learn much more than they listen and learn. So, yeah, you know, it's that old cliche: "Don't do what I say." What is it? Don't do as I do, do as I say. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, well, you know. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. You can try it, but it's not going to work. So, again, we're talking about, you know, all these things, if they add up, and even a few of them, you know, you're, you're talking about a toxic culture here. And while things may be looking good, doesn't mean that everything is healthy. All right. So, number seven on our list. Number seven. Is you blame others for mistakes and take credit for the wins. I, uh, I, I always tease my leadership team. I, I'm, you know, I do a little part-time stuff with the church, and I, I always kind of make a make a joke about this. You know, ah, that didn't work. That must have been Kevin's idea. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it's it's true. I mean, look, you, you know, you if you're a team, you got to take you got to take the the responsibility along with everybody else, you know what I mean? And if something's not flying or something doesn't work, all right, didn't work. You know, it's not necessarily somebody's one person's fault. It could be, could be a lot of things. And, 
you know, if something's working, then great. It's it's a team effort, right? We're talking teams here, and so uh, it's not just hey, how great I am and how good I did, but it's 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 taking credit for wins as well as taking credit for some of the losses that do happen. Right. So, I mean, just a sign of a good leader. I mean, if you do have problems, it ultimately goes back to the leader and the leader should, you know, take the credit for the for the problem. Yeah. And if you do win, you 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 praise the team. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it, it's it's how it should work in life. And I think you see that in scripture and you see that with uh, successful churches and churches that are healthy churches, healthy ministries practice, you know, these positive things. All right. So number eight, you don't ask your subordinates or peers for input or advice. Yeah, that kind of gets back to, you know, ah, I'm just going to make every decision here and, you know, I'm just going to do it. And uh, it's 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 to me disrespectful. And it's it's thinking that you got it all together and nobody else can do this except you. And so getting input or getting some feedback from uh, people you either, you know, work with or people that may not be, you know, you're, maybe you're a senior pastor, but, you know, there's people <laughs> that uh, may not be in that position that have some good ideas or have some input that you and your church could benefit from. All right. Exactly. Plus, they're going to be closer to the action of what's going on um, day to day. So they're going to have some they should have some good input and advice. Yeah, you know, it's impossible, I think, to to see everything, you know, and and we have, uh, you know, we, we get short sighted and we get caught up in different things. And so sometimes you don't see the big picture. If you're the leader, you don't always see everything. And so when you have people around you, it's good to get their thoughts, their their input, their ideas on some things, because they might see something you don't see. And uh Again, it's uh, and even with peers, even people working, you know, in different ministries uh, that, you know, work on the same maybe position you have, but are in different church or different ministries. It's always good to get p- different input because, it, it, again, it helps everybody. All right. So number nine on our top 10 signs that you may be the boss, but not a leader. Mm-hmm. You are focused solely on the mission and not the people who are on the mission with you. And this is a very common mistake that people make. I've made this before. And uh, I've made probably several of these. But, you know, you, you get caught up in this. Here, here's what we got to do. We got to make this happen. We got to, you know, do this. We got to go forward here. And it's so easy to be really driven, especially if you're a driven person, mm-hmm. which many leaders are. Uh, that's why they're leaders. Uh, but, you know, you get focused on the task, or as in case, the mission, and there are people who are involved, but you don't see them. All you see is the, you know, the goal. Exactly. All right. So rounding out our list here. Yeah. Number 10. Is, yeah. And this, this brings back some John Maxwell quotes. But yeah. Number 10, you are the boss, but no one is following you. Yep. You're the boss, but... You know, it's it's his one of one of his quotes that he's famous for. I don't know if he actually he's attributed to it. I think, but that is you know, if you're if you think you're a leader, how's it go? If you if you go ahead, you know it better than I. I, I, well, I, don't know I I'm going to butcher it as well, but it's it's something along the lines. If you think you're a leader and you turn around and no one's following you, then you're just going for a walk. Yep, um, yep. I think that's close enough. But yeah, I mean, again, uh, you know, are people really following you? So if you're the senior pastor, and you know, they may be. 
following you from a way, way back, but are they really following you? Do, do they really, you know, respect you? Do they really, uh, you know, get what you're trying to do? Uh, and are they, you know, are you leading from a position of benevolence? Are you a benevolent, a benevolent leader, you know, or are you kind of a tyrant, which we were talking about earlier? Uh, and, you know, it, it, that's really the big picture. And, and sometimes that's hard to figure out. If, if you're in the position where you are as a leader and you're caught up in some of this stuff we've been talking about, a lot of times you just don't. It, it's hard to realize if that's yeah. the case. But yeah. I think it's probably fairly common where, you know, your leader, your your boss, the boss is not really the leader, but there is somebody in the organization that is that has a following. Yep. And depending on how the leader reacts to that person will determine, you know, a lot of times leader will say, well, that's very threatening to me because I've got this, you know, junior person over here that's got all the great ideas and, and is, you know, everyone's kind of following behind them. And, you know, a mature leader would say, oh, we need to, you know, make sure this guy's got not only the leadership, but he's got the authority and he's got the position to match or right. a unhealthy would say, Ooh, how do I shut that down? So they start listening to me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I've seen that. I've certainly seen that happen. I'm sure you have as well. So, uh, you know, look, uh, we should accomplish, you know, the mission, the great mission, but our focus really needs to be on the people who are, you know, on that same mission with us. When, when those relationships are healthy, our influence increases, it grows, and uh, it will grow in other areas as well. And other people will have more influence and you'll see your church grow and continue to be really healthy. So I think these are good things. Uh, there's something to look at. If you're in the position where, you, you know, you're a leader and some of these things may speak to you, I'd encourage you to, you know, to jump on them a little bit and see how you can correct those areas. And I'm sure there's probably people listening that they're maybe not a senior pastor, but they see some of these things in their senior pastor, you know, what do you do? That's a really difficult question uh, because you want to see that person, you know, if you care and love your pastor, but they have some of these toxic, uh, toxic influences here. Uh, that can certainly be a challenge. And uh, I don't have an answer. No, I'm not <laughs> <The> solution is, <laughs> uh, you know, you hate to say, hey, if you got if you're following somebody like this and they've got all these things you shouldn't be and you should leave the church, I'm not going to say that. But uh, I also know that uh, uh, it's not a good thing. And sometimes that has to happen before the leader wakes up and realizes, hey, there's something wrong here. You know, I don't know. So All right. gonna, unless you have some advice, I'm not going to say anything. No, I, I have no. It. It's a tough situation. So, yeah. It is tough. It, it, just leave it at that. Yeah, it could be unhealthy. So those are something you'll have to make if you're listening there. So anyhow, that's it. We are done for today with our Church Solutions podcast. Uh, look, if if you want to add to this list or if you feel like we're off base on some of this stuff, uh, just send us an email. You can always contact us by sending us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. That's one of our domains. That's one of the things we and streaming videos, streamingchurch.tv and myflock.com is website templates and stuff. So we, we've got lots of things going on. If we can help your church in any way, we would be very happy to do that. All right. Sounds great. All right. Thank you, Steve. Steve Lacey on the other end here. I'm Phil Thompson. Again, thanks for listening to the Church Solutions Podcast. We will catch you again next time. Have yourself a great day. <laughs>